This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Thursday, the 16th of July. Justin, Elon Musk, our favourite man, has been banned from using the word autopilot to describe a feature in his (laughs) Tesla cars. Okay. A German court has found that the term misrepresents the actual feature, (laughs) which still requires human intervention. Brett, Airbnb has released a new tool that asks guests to make donations to their favourite hosts who have been affected by COVID. Makes sense. And let me tell you one thing. Airbnb is getting hammered on social media. (laughs) For asking guests to do this. Oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy. That is an interesting one, but we have three very interesting stories today. For our first story. Let's do it. Afterpay has established partnerships with Apple Pay mm-hmm. and Google Pay that will allow Afterpay payments to be made through smartphones. Sounds pretty good for Afterpay. So what's the story here? Well, this is all part of Afterpay's ploy to <laughs> dominate the US. Go on. The new deals with Apple mm-hmm. and Google are key to Afterpay's launch into in-store payments. Interesting. And what about in Oz? Aussie customers will be able to use their phones to make tap-and-go payments. Afterpay is keen to grow yep. its in-store sales. But why is that? Because it reckons it will help them gain a better understanding uh, of their customers. And obviously give them better data to pass on to their retail partners. Data is the new oil. So what does <laughs> Apple and Google get out of this? It gives them access to a bit of revenue from each buy now, pay later transaction. And who doesn't want to get involved in this <laughs> industry these days? So what's the key learning here? One of the reasons why Afterpay has been so successful mm-hmm. is how incredibly simple it is. It has always prided itself on being simple with its payment terms. AKA for fortnightly repayments. And it's a really simple sign-up process. And these simple processes have given it an advantage Mm. over some of its competitors. And now, by partnering with Apple Pay Mm -hmm. and Google Pay, it's reducing the payment process friction even more. Meaning that it'll be even easier for Afterpay to get sales on its app. And that's because using Afterpay in-store will now involve waving Mm. a phone at a payment terminal. Instead of taking a photo of a barcode. For our second story, fast-growing oat milk brand Oatly has raised a whopping $285 million. Very big. Very big indeed. So what's going on here, Justin? Some background, my friend. Mm -hmm. Oatly likes to think of itself as a more environmentally Uh. friendly milk substitute than almond milk. Which actually breaks my heart because (laughs) I'm such an almond milk person. And now the love affair between investors and plant-based alternatives to animal products continues even more. Yep. Oatly has received a big chunk of that 285 mil from one of the world's most respected and high-profile investment Mm -hmm. companies, Blackstone. And get this. Oatly has also attracted investment some of the biggest names Ooh. in entertainment and business. I'm talking Oprah Winfrey. I'm talking Natalie Portman. I'm talking former Starbucks CEO Howard wow. Schultz. So what's the key learning here? Oatly is riding a wave of huge investor support for alternative, mm-hmm. more sustainable food. This wave has largely been driven by consumer demand mm-hmm. for these more sustainable products. Some have even gone as far to say that a tsunami Ooh. of innovation <laughs> is coming in the food production industry. And that food production is the biggest in Entrepreneurial opportunity <laughs> in a generation. Big word. I can't say that word. So if brands like Oatly can gain mass adoption from consumers and show that they can reduce greenhouse gas emissions and still taste good, it's really easy to see why investors have fallen in love. <laughs> For our third and final story, the British government has banned Chinese technology giant Huawei from its 5G network. Very big move here from the UK, Justin. Mm -hmm. What's the story? Some background that you may not know, my man. Huawei. That's H-U-A-W-E-I. That's right. Is a Chinese-owned company that is the market leader in equipment for mobile phone networks. Huawei is so deeply connected to the UK market, Mm -hmm. it's been providing equipment for UK's 2G, their 4G, and their 5G networks, as well as broadband tech for many years. 
years. Some would say they are the OGs <laughs> plus broadband. Very good. With this ban of Huawei, the UK is forcing telcos to replace all of Huawei's existing mm. infrastructure. And all of this comes after a lot of pressure on the UK from the United States. And Donny T. And now <laughs> the UK's telcos have been given until 2027 to remove existing Huawei equipment mm-hmm. from all their networks. So what's the key learning here? Ah, when global <laughs> politics costs the everyday taxpayer and their hip pocket. The British government appears to be prepared to cop the high cost of ditching Huawei. And they've joined their allies Australia and the US mm-hmm. in banning Huawei. Now, it just so happens that the move will cost the country around £2 billion. Or $3.6 billion Aussie dollars. And delay the 5G rollout by two to three Ooh. years. And Huawei is not no. happy, Jan. <laughs> nope, they've said this is bad news for anyone <laughs> in the UK with a mobile phone. Ouch. This is just another sign of the price governments are willing to pay to protect their security from other countries. Flux family, if you're loving What the Flux, we would love it if you told a friend about us. It really helps us grow. It does. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.